Welcome. Welcome to the Recreation, Music, and Parks Commission for Wednesday, November 7th, 2012 at 7 o'clock. Um, I wanted to start out by asking Donnie to do the roll call, please. Karen Alcaron? Here. Here. Spadero? Helm? Here. Holy. Here. Great. Thank you. Katie, would you lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, please? Thank you. This is the moment where we take a look at the minutes from the September meeting. And um, I wonder if there are any corrections or additions to the minutes. As you review those, you'll notice some sort of anomalies in there. Um, and we're, we're struggling a little bit with the software program that helps with the minutes. So there's nothing in there that, that changes any of the actions taken or, or has huge impact. I just wanted to assure you, we'll clean that up before we, before we, make, we've, we file those. But I think action on them would be just fine. Great. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. A second? Second. All in favor? And opposed. Great. Uh, the next section is public comment, and we have two public comment cards. Um, Carol Eber. Well, good evening, commissioners. I'm Carol Eber. I'm co-chair of the Petaluma Friends of Recreation. And I think, as you all know, that um, at least as of 2.26 AM, with all precincts reporting and mail-in ballots that were mailed late, not counted, um, the Measure X um, has 61.1% yes vote. Um, I watched it last night throughout the night. It went up from 58 to 59 to 61. So I anticipate when those last mail-in ballots are tabulated, the percentage may go up a little bit more, but it's, uh, I doubt that it's going to reach the 66% threshold, the two-thirds majority. So um, I wanted to thank you for your support. Some of you have been very active and very vocal, and um, we appreciate that. Um, it was very helpful. Um, also, I want to take the opportunity to say P4 has opened a door for you, which was not opened before. 
we have spoken to, I would venture to say, 15,000 people in this community about the value of recreation. Um, the votes uh, right now were 13,000 people were in favor of Measure X. So the door is open um, and I think the ball is somewhat in your court. So I would advocate for you as commissioners whose sole focus is on recreation and parks and music to take advantage of the support that you now have in the community and to advocate um, within the city for programs, facilities, maintenance that has been long neglected. Um, I think, you know, the, I don't know what to tell you about the lifespan of P4. Um, we'll have conversations about that. But it was formed as a political action committee and at this point in time there's not much political action going on. So I encourage you to take advantage of the conversation that we started, the support that we generated, and move forward with programs and facilities in this community. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. The second speaker card is Kevin McDonald. Uh, just to echo, um, also re regarding Measure X, thank you very much for your support, the council support, and uh, the 13,000 in Petaluma who supported, and uh, the fact that it's uh, 13, 1,400 uh, different from a victory, and uh, that just, you know, says you got to work harder. You know, you think you work hard, but you're not working hard enough unless you know, we come across with what it takes to make uh, the city the right place, the place we want to see it to be. And uh, I mean, there's no question the need, be it the fact that uh, Prince Park is near unplayable for, for soccer teams right now, uh, be it that there's uh, 100 kids a night all in uh, Lucchese, the one really gem that the city has, and this measure would have directly addressed those. Plus, uh, you know, the fact that we're heading into winter and now the community center roof will start leaking, the buckets will start coming out, and that was part of this. I mean, you know, the great need that we see is still there, and so it's just, where's the energy for us to keep driving till we, you know, make pedaling with the kind of place we want it to be? And so hopefully uh, your leadership and uh, being in front of the public and on late night TV regularly, um, and, and uh, you know the continued support of all the different users group if all the youth groups step up and all the adult groups and it was really surprising how strong the adult recreation community was in this um, you know if they all come I think it can still be something that comes true for Petaluma so thank you thank you Kevin and thank you both for your leadership on that effort quite something and, and I'd like to offer my heartfelt and, and on behalf of the commission in the city thank you for all of the effort uh, uh, you you all organized and ran a terrific campaign did everything that you said you were going to do and I think despite um, Kevin's comments about re requiring more effort I think you left it all on the field uh, you, you did everything that you possibly could and you should um, cer certainly take stock in that but we absolutely and genuinely appreciate everything that uh, that, that you've done to support Parks and Rec. So thanks very much. Thank you again, you guys. We're going to make a, 
a bit of a switch in the agenda and it, we have an, an item under old business which is the commission review and support of agreement with plan Paula Lane Action Network for project implementation and site management services at Paula Lane Open Space Preserve and we're going to move that forward in the agenda. Great. I'll, I'll introduce the item if that's okay. Um, we've got some um, a, a pretty good group here to to uh, speak to the action and support the action, and, and and at least some of those members have another meeting to be at, so um, we want to accommodate that as best we can. Uh, the, the commission is is uh, fairly well aware of this project. Uh, it's a project uh, that that uh, involved the acquisition of the open space at Paula Lane. Uh, that that frankly we would not have been able to pursue, uh, be it not for the, the tremendous partnership that we have with PLAN. Um, and ever since we have worked on this project, we have contemplated this, this agreement between the city and PLAN that essentially delegates the, the, uh, the maintenance and project implementation to PLAN uh, under the conditions outlined in the agreement. So uh, it's, it's been um, a time coming. It's been a lot of work um, um, and, and rewarding along the way. And with that, I would ask uh, if, if Susan would address uh, um, some, of the, some, some of the highlights and a bit of the history. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Broden, and good evening, uh, Chair Helm and Commissioners. It's really a pleasure to be here this evening, and thank you for accommodating our schedule needs. Um, I'm Susan Kirks, and I'm on the board of Paula Lane Action Network. I'd like to acknowledge that there are several members of PLAN and board members here this evening in support of your review, and um, actually Mr. Broden's work with us over uh, I guess it's been about five years now. Um, and before that, uh, we were engaged in, as you know, our activities and forming our nonprofit. And um, since, I guess, 2002 in uh, Petalumas, which I think Councilmember Barrett will probably recall. And we've always appreciated Councilmember Barrett's support and guidance and all of your support. And so we're here tonight. This is a part of the phase of the matching grant agreement and the requirements with the Open Space District for the City of Petaluma and Paula Lane Action Network to be partners in this project. Um, driving over this evening, I was thinking about how how pleased we feel, even though it has taken a very long time, and to be moving into this phase now to have helped the city obtain over $1 million in open space acquisition funding for this very special property. So uh, that is something that we hope will be remembered and for other groups in our community. Sometimes things take a very long time, but not giving up is part of the process. So we would not be here tonight had we ever just said we can't do this anymore. So that's just a shout out to everybody who has anything in mind. Um, if you have a vision and uh, work collectively with your elected officials and your government officials, anything's almost possible. So um, 
to the agreement, this is a uh, something that Mr. Broden and we have been working on for several months. It's been through several iterations and our goal is to have a partnership agreement uh, with a positive tone that meets the City of Petaluma's requirements and also helps our nonprofit feel uh, continually inspired to implement, manage, and maintain this project for the community. So um, with that, if, if you have any questions, we'd be happy to respond. And, and I would like to say that this is also part of the phase two process where the management plan for the project is uh, close to final and will be submitted to the Open Space District by the City of Petaluma and Paula Lane Action Network by November 14th as required in the matching grant agreement to be submitted within six months of the acquisition. So we also feel very positively about that and look forward to your being able to, to see that at some point because that will then be the guiding document with the Open Space District for, um, for our activities. What you're reviewing tonight is um, the partnership agreement between the City of Petaluma and Paula Lane Action Network. Thank you. Susan, did you want anyone else to speak to the item? Who's here with plan? Um, I think I'm speaking as a representative and uh, just, just to give an overview as Mr. Broden requested. Great, thank Thanks. you. Is there, are there any questions or comments from commissioners? No? Susan, I just wanted to say um, that the leadership that you've provided and the work of the board, the work of the neighbors has just been incredible thank you all so much for making this happen and for working so cooperatively so collaboratively with scott and scott thank you for the hours and hours that i know that you've put into this as well and for it now to come to fruition and to actually get to see how it's going to look going down the road is is very exciting i i can't wait to i actually would like to say something yes maggie I'm, I'm brand new to this and um, reading over this agreement I was just so impressed with the amount of work that our citizens have taken on for this to happen for everyone and it's inspiring to see that if we work together and are not as our national politics show us very divisive but really work for s the good of everyone that we can get it done and I'm just I'm so impressed I was just in the the amount of work that's gone into this I can totally see from just this document and I appreciate all of you so much for what you've done for our city um, Madam Chair are you looking for a motion for support yes. okay I, I would love to make that motion since I have been with this thing since its inception so <laughs> I am happy to make that motion thank you is there a second great all in favor aye and opposed. Thank you. The motion passes unanimously. Susan and Plan, thank you so much. We'll look forward to taking the next steps with you at the next opportunity. Okay. This is a moment for special announcements by commissioners. And um, Council Member Barrett, would, we, would you be willing to start? Uh, I, I just want to make a quick report on the rededication of the Georgia Moses statue and uh, monument.
memorial at, here at City Hall that was done last Saturday and um, as we all know it came before us and with again with the cooperation of people from the community uh, it, uh, it got moved and got repositioned here uh, right at the end of the other wing of City Hall and uh, there was a wonderful dedication on Saturday attended by uh, a, a number of different groups and representatives um, over 50 people were there so it was really quite quite lovely and there was a wonderful article written about it in the Press Democrat so that was actually quite nice so again thanks to the city and thanks to our community for working together to achieve yet another wonderful event or commemoration Thank you. And Erin. Well, I just want to thank um, city staff and commissioners for attending uh, the Daily Axe Breakfast November 1st. Um, Daily Axe had our fundraising breakfast and it was tremendously successful. Um, and this is not an upcoming event in Petaluma, but just to show the possibilities and what we're already working on with the Save Petaluma this Friday, Daily Axe is working with the Town of Windsor um, to install the Town of Windsor's first permaculture food forest at a public park. Um, and so we'll be planting apple trees, pears, figs, herbs, berry bushes um, at 6,000 square feet of park um, in collaboration with a local high school. And we do very similar projects here in Petaluma. So thank you so much for your support, for staff's support and commissioners and council members' support in attending that event. It was a wonderful event. So, yeah. Thank you. And Commissioner Holy. Um, yes, uh, we were we were able to hold our most successful Wine Country Rowing Classic on October seventh. Um, we had uh, the most athletes that we've ever had. We had the most boats. We had the participation of Petaluma Community Bikes or Community Bikes Petaluma, who um, Alan Allen provided us with five uh, bicycles for people to use to go out to the viewing platform and see it on Schollenberger and he ran a pedal cab and made you know a small amount of cash for himself which I thought was great it's the first year we've ever used him I mean you know he's only been in existence for a little while it was just a great feeling and the Petaluma Wetlands Alliance again provided us docents and um, kept people off of the restricted paths and helped people understand about the wetlands and um, we got loads of comments from our participants of how wonderful it was that how well run the event was and what a great venue the Petaluma River is and 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 now we've taken to calling the Petaluma River Petaluma's longest park <laughs> that's great thank you you're welcome and Commissioner Klotz Yes, um, the Youth Commission uh, has a bunch of new members and they're very energized and they're refining what projects they're going to work on this year and they're planning to do a presentation to the City Council, I believe, in December. Great, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to say that it's, it's stunning to me that we're not even si sitting at the dais for 20 minutes before there are four major examples of community collaboration in Petaluma. Petaluma rocks <laughs> in a major way and particularly the the volunteerism, the community, I mean it just goes way beyond volunteerism. You had how many community members working on your event? 
Oh, I mean, along with our 60-some rowers who were working on it, we also had the, um, we actually had the fire department in the turning basin waiting in case there was anything to respond to, which actually saved us tons of money on our end. Um, and we had, uh, we had volunteers from everywhere. I think we, we must have had, you know, 80 volunteers making that event possible and really pleasant for, you know, the entire rowing community of the West Coast. So, and it's it's not just that we have volunteers in Petaluma, but we have people who love their community, and then we have staff who are willing to step forward and, and work with us. We just finished a month-long celebration of Day of the Dead, um, which is our 12th annual. It was coordinated this year by Abraham Solar, Israel Escudero, and Gloria McAllister. And again, hundreds of people coming out to events about 20 events over the period of a month, and um, and way more than that producing the events, all on a volunteer basis. There's no one that receives payment for, for doing this work. It's work of the heart. I think that's one that's just so characteristic of, uh, characteristic of Petaluma, the, the, the big heart that we have as a city. Um, and I had the opportunity to uh, witness the Georgia Moses rededication as well, and it was very exciting to see uh, a very diverse group of people come together to honor this young person. And at the same time, in my heart, I was also honoring Kit LaFruz, Maureen McGugan, and Dusty Resnick, who were the spearheads for it. And I could not not think about Scott at that moment, also Scott, and also Ron, because you guys could have said no any place along the line. And I, I'm just beginning to realize that that word doesn't very often show up in your vocabulary, either of you. And I think that that's a lot of what, it goes a long way to creating a spirit of collaboration. The other piece that I wanted to mention is, and you all probably know this, but I just discovered that we have a new farmer's market in Petaluma on the east side of town, Tuesday mornings. And it is great. It looks really good. It's going to be year-round. And hopefully Jan will have a chance to talk a little bit about that today, or, or another day at another meeting. Um, since they're going to be year-round, we'll have lots of, lots of chances. But if you haven't had a chance to, to go, it's really very excellent produce and all kinds of walk-away foods and those kinds of things. And that's at Lucchese? It is. Great. It is. Great. It's at the community center. Great. On Tuesdays, right. What time? 10. 11 to 1.30. That sounds great. Right. So, program and partnership reports. <coughs> I'm going to ask Jan to, uh, to, to um, manage both of these. I think it was at, at our last meeting the Commission asked about a wrap-up for July 4th, so we're going to ask Jan to do that tonight. But as well, um, she, she's going to um, uh, do a Movies in the Park summary and, and, and has our uh, um, our A-plus contractor here to help us do that, who presents just a wonderful program, and I'm sure in her comments she'll find a way to, 
to work in the farmer's market at Lucchese, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask, no. <laughs> um, I'm Jan Mandrell, Recreation Supervisor for the City of Penaluma. Um, one of the areas that I have uh, supervised since its inception is the Movies in the Park program. As you know, it started out at McNear Park. Um, we had a little uh, change of uh, staff and those people that produce the, um, the program. And John Stork is here this evening. Um, he is the one that basically or boots on the ground does a lot of the work, most of the work. And all of his volunteers and um, the wonderful people. It's a family event. Uh, I call his mom and dad, mom and dad. And, um, you know, his wife Monique and, of course, the two boys are always out there as well. Um, and they help me with other projects within the city. Um, but Movies in the Park has been extremely successful. I am not going to steal his thunder because he has worked very hard on this. And it's only rightfully so that he should be the person to make the presentation. So I would like to introduce you very proudly, John Stork, who uh, is the director and supervisor and producer of Movies in the Park. Ta-da! Thank you, Jan. What do I got? Five minutes? No, just kidding. Oh, so Jan and I have worked together for about, what, 26 years, we figured? Maybe 26 years? And uh, this is actually the 10th year, the 10th anniversary of Movies in a Park. Uh, third year since uh, I took it over and moved to Lucchese Park. Uh, we effectively quadrupled the, uh, the attendance uh, from the last year at McNear to the first year at Lucchese. This year we did something like 15,000 people. And one of the reasons we did it, now oh, we're getting nice, see what we're doing here. One of the reasons we did it was we wanted to be able to have bands, we wanted to be able to make it uh, fun, have lots of parking, put movies out there every single week. So uh, essentially what we're doing is, is 12 weeks all summer, I uh, do a feature film out there. And uh, what happened was uh, it actually became this big community event. We really didn't mean it to become that way. Jan asked me, you want to come out and show some movies? I said, sure, we'll come out and show some movies. So uh, we come out there and do it, and little by little it's like, well, let's, let's get some of the kids' things uh, sponsored, and let's get the bounce house sponsored, and let's Let's get the face painting sponsored. Next thing I knew, the whole thing is free. I mean, 100%. We don't have a couple hundred people. We got a thousand people. We got 2,000 people. It's mobbed with families, and it's it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. As uh, as Jan said, my whole family's involved with it. Uh, my wife, my kids, my my father's out there putting that 42 foot screen up there. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, I got to mention Alan Allen too from Community Bikes. Uh, his entire family, his girlfriend, his kids, his uh, father, his sister. Uh, there's about 20 20 of us in the core uh, that put this thing on throughout the summer and probably 40 plus more people uh, that volunteer our time to put this thing on. And uh, I just want to throw some, some info out there real quick. So we've had over 15,000 guests uh, attend this year alone. Uh, completely free to the public. Don no donations are collected at the event. I made that promise because we had uh, donations collected when it was at McNear and people complained about that and we thought, you know what, we'll just do this for free. Uh, local bands. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, DLP Cinema Systems. We are the only uh, outdoor movie system uh, in the state of California that I know of that uses a true $120,000 DLP cinema projection system just because I happen to have access to it so <laughs> uh, let's see uh, the special guests we had uh, this year included the uh, the Petaluma Fire Department the Petaluma Canine Patrol uh, the Sonoma County Bookmobile gave away hundreds of books uh, visits from the Petaluma Wildlife Museum the Canine Companions uh, all the car clubs brought the classic cars out for uh, for uh, drive-in movie nights uh, Hobbytown USA brought out free activities every single night mind you this was all free everybody just showed up volunteered their time it was really really neat. Uh, Petaluma Christian Church came out and gave away free ice cream or cake or Sundays or something every single 
night. They didn't push an agenda. They just set up a booth and gave out stuff. It was really neat. Um, the weekly raffle we do, I know we can't call it a raffle anymore, but the weekly raffle that we set up uh, donated over $5,000 directly to Petaluma Youth Activities uh, just this year. Uh, over 14000 just in the last three years. And the way that came about is somebody called me up the first year we did at Lucasi and said, you know, we want to come out there and sell goodies. And I said, I really can't do that. We got health department issues. I said, what do you think about coming out and selling raffle tickets? We'll, we'll give you the prizes and uh, we'll give you all the money. And they said, that's great. And uh, all of a sudden I had like 500 people coming to me and saying, can we please do your raffle? Because in an hour we make five or $600 and everywhere else we make $25. So it, it worked out really well. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten to the pictures yet. Okay. So I know, no, no, no problem. So we were the winner of the uh, 2012 Petaluma Patch Readers Choice Award for Best Festival over Butter and Eggs. I don't know how that happened, but that was really neat. Uh, in 2012, Petaluma Movies in the Park uh, gave away over 100 meals at the events. So anybody that, that really couldn't afford it, we, we were able to just give out the meals. One of the reasons we were able to do that is Les at Rayleigh's uh, gave us about 1,200 hamburgers and hot dogs. And so when we had a family that, you know, you could tell they just couldn't afford it, we just gave it to them. And it was, it was actually really neat to be able to do that. Uh, the other things that we were able to do for the city because of this program, uh, we've been able to donate the stage, sound, and lighting for the 4th of July program the last couple of years. We've only charged for the labor, and that's been really neat. Uh, we donated the equipment for fundraisers at several uh, Petaluma school functions. A lot of them were indoor movie programs during the winter. And uh, I don't know if we can go back to that, that picture with confetti. Sorry. <laughs> But one of the other things we got to do, that picture at the bottom, we got to uh, put out 100 pounds of confetti and all the sound equipment for the Little League Parade, and that was all donated through Movies in the Park, didn't cost anybody a penny. And our volunteers went and set that up, and that was a blast to be able to do. I mean, quite literally. So that's pretty much it. We're going to be here again uh, next, uh, next June, July, and August to do it again. So thank you guys so much for allowing us to take over the park over the summer. Thanks. <laughs> Any questions? Can I ask a question? Please do. Absolutely. You know, it's clear that you guys are known, but I know that someone's going to be watching this and say, that sounds so cool. How do I find out what the schedule is, or how would I find out when it's what, what 12 weeks it is during the Absolutely. Summer. It's a really good question. We actually do promote now at all of the schools. It all comes out about uh, April, May, and we've got a lot of the schools involved. And uh, Petaluma Downtown Association helps us out. Uh, Park and Rex and Jan does a lot. Uh, it's really simple. It's Petaluma Movies with an S.com. And everything is on there. We have a Facebook page. Just go to Petaluma Movies, and it's all on there. All righty. Thanks again, guys. Let me check for other commissioner comments or questions. <laughs> You can tell I'm a background person. <laughs> I keep trying to walk away. Yes. I am really sorry that I did not get to that this summer, and that will be a main event for our family next oh, summer. Well, thank you very thank much. You. you know, actually, it, it is really neat, though. It, it really touched my heart last, the last time we did We did the Lorax uh, for the last movie in August, and we had it three weeks after it, it left the theater. And I've got ties to the, uh, the cinema uh, industry, so I've got access to movies that a lot of people don't. And we, I lost count at 2,200 people in the park that night. It was absolutely mobbed. And uh, at the end of it, I had a, 
I can get through this now. I had uh, a father and a mom come up who had five kids. And the little girl came up and gave me a big hug and thanked me and all that. And he said, uh, said, you know, there's no way I could ever afford to take five kids to a movie. But we're here every single night. This is what we do for fun. And it really, it, it, it kind of touched me. That, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I get my kids out of the house and we have a good time. But to get that many people thanking us for doing it and showing up over and over again, that's, that's why it's worth it. We have a good time. Thanks again. Anybody else? Are we good? I, I just want to say that you know the screen is cool and the projector is really cool, but it's the heart that really makes this thing go. So, yeah. thanks, thanks very much for oh, everything you. that you do. No, and I just I want to say real quick because you were you were talking about Petaluma. I have been in the event business most of my life. I put on events at Disney World in Florida. I've produced shows at the MGM Grand in in Vegas. Um, I've helped the city of Windsor, Santa Rosa, Roner Park, uh, San Rafael, San Francisco put on similar events. I have never been able to be involved in an event like this where this many people showed up to volunteer and say, what do you need? And in fact, it's the only event that I take care of personally because it's, it's so much fun. It's great. Yeah. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you again. Jan, would you be willing to step forward and say a few words about the 4th of July. I, I mentioned it at the last meeting because I was still hearing people comment on what a wonderful uh, group of festivities that was. What a, what a very sweet community event that was. Thank you. Actually, um, movies in the park, the couches were pretty cool. <laughs> People show up with all kinds of couches and chairs and lounge chairs. It's really quite amazing. The whole living room shows up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, yes. Um, so uh, I oversee the annual 4th of July fireworks uh, that is held at the Snowmarine Fairground every year, every 4th of July. Um, and it has been at the fairground since the year 2000. Um, we have been very fortunate that we've had uh, community donations and the, the community has been extremely generous in um, donating up money to make this program actually take place over the years. Um, I can't tell you, uh, we, I mean Basin Street and certainly uh, Shamrock who was with me four to five years at $20,000 each. Then we've had other people step up. We've had Rayleigh's and um, Petaluma Refuge um, and recycling. We've had the Kiwanis Club. Um, but it has been difficult this year to raise funding. Um, certainly the economic conditions have you know, made that more difficult. Um, families just don't have the uh, extra money as they've had in the past. Having said that, uh, we did make some adjustments to the program so we could continue to have the program. Normally we would do a $25,000 fireworks show. This year we did an $18,000 fireworks show. And we actually sort of negotiate that up until we absolutely had to make that decision. Um, we, as you see, what there are some hard costs. There's no way of getting around the hard cost. Um, this is a very dangerous program, so you can't take shortcuts. It's the, it's there are certain ways, and it's taken me years to figure out how to do it. If you do, you're putting yourself in a libel situation, which I won't do. And certainly, everybody around me, the police and fire, come through, and they feel the same way. So um, you'll see what the hard costs are up there. There are some costs that sometimes we are able to get um, provided to us um, some services that were uh, given to us that were donated by the community kind of helps offset uh, what our costs are um, then we have those terrific groups like Penaluma Kiwanis who come forward and they actually help me set up they help me break down and they're there at 6 a.m. the next morning after the sweep to clean up all the junk 
and make sure that we leave the fairgrounds the way we found it. And um, so they also provide $5,000 every year and refreshments, which is great. They're a very integral part of this program. And they kick, that $5,000 actually kickstarts my fundraising every year. Um, and so when people see that somebody has donated money, they're more likely to donate money and come along as well. Having said that, certainly Raley's, uh, Friedman's, uh, Jerica, Jericho, Dutra, I mean every large business that's been in Penaluma has donated or contributed funding um, to this program at one time or another. So I'm very thankful for that and I know the community is as well. Um, we uh, did, as I said, get this, the um, portable bathrooms, the trash cans, um, and uh, what else? Um, all of that donated this year, uh, Penaluma um, uh, Refuge and Recycling, Recycling Refuge. They came forward and they did that for us. They brought them and they took them. And uh, But it really helped out because that's expensive. That's $1,000 minimum right there alone. Um, and you see what our expenses are there that are itemized, uh, what are, uh, contributions were brought in. Um, we even had a little uh, raffle at the door, which was donated by the Penaluma Premium Village. They gave us the $500 um, credit card, and people came in and uh, you know uh, they did a little raffle uh, donation, um, and they came in and did that, and we had people win uh, that particular prize, which helped offset some of the costs as well. Um, so we're, this year, while it was difficult, um, we hope next year, based on my meeting tomorrow, um, we hope next year we will have the program. Uh, there is some concern, obviously, because now we have. Uh, structures that are in the area, the fallout area. So I will be meeting at 3 tomorrow with the state fire marshal uh, once again and we'll be scoping out the uh, fallout area to make sure that we can have something but we're, we won't know until we actually get out there. Um, now that a lot of the building and I see some of the infrastructure and the roads that are take, have already been uh, built um, on the Regency property, um, it gives us a better outline of where we can expect things to fall. Um, and Regency has been very good about like last summer, you know, not having a problem with us having fireworks. They're willing to work with us again this summer, but we just have to make sure that it's safe enough and we have an appropriate area to have fireworks. So that's where we are right now. Thank Any you. Questions? Thank you so much for the years of experience that you bring, and again, you, the heart that has you do this every year and, and put out the plea for donations and, and uh, work together with the community in the way that you do. Thank you, too, to Kiwanis yes. for being such a, a major part of it. Are there any other que commissioner questions or comments? Scott, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I think... Uh, <clears throat> Jan's done a nice summary. She did a great job pulling this thing together this year. She's facing more challenges uh, next year. There's no doubt that we'll figure out how to overcome those. And I think she wanted to mention the hours and days of the farmer's market. <laughs> Actually, it's every Tuesday. The Farmer's Market is the Penelope Community Center from 11 to 1.30. Um, we really, uh, they're renting the space from us, the parking lot from us. Um, actually, the first week that I was out there that it started, it was a pretty good crowd for having 
you know, started up and, you know, as programs go, it takes a while. Um, you know, there will be some challenges if we have large events or whatever, so there may be some times when, uh, especially during weeks of graduation where they really can't be out there because we need all of our parking space, et cetera. Um, but they've been a great partner. Um, everything that I've asked them to do and comply with, they have. Um, and people are coming in and they're happy. My staff goes out and gets lunch and we're thrilled that they're there. So um, I'm very happy with it. And once again, it's another really creative revenue generating mm -hmm. effort that brings a service to the community as well. Well, and it helps other people, businesses, when it's difficult to make money as in they can make it on the side or this is a, you know, so yes, it is. It's a household revenue as well. So right. thank you. Thank you, Jan. Okay. Having completed program and partnership reports, we'll move on to new business. And this is the, um, the item that talks about the ad hoc subcommittee on the swim centers. And that's correct. In uh, 2009, we implemented a model for aquatic management services for the uh, swim center and the, and the Kavanaugh pool. And um, that the initial contract was for one year with three allowable one-year extensions. And we've, we've um, executed all of those. So we're at a point now where we need to, to uh, uh, make decisions about the direction we're going to go. We like the model. We've really appreciated the model. We think it's, a, it's, it's been a good model for us to, to reduce cost to improve program, uh, lengthen the season at Kavanaugh. Uh, we still have in our sites to lengthen the season at the, at the swim center. So, so we're committed to, uh, to the model. Uh, we like it very much. What we don't know is whether or not there, uh, there are other entities that ought to be um, solicited to provide service. Uh, we haven't really evaluated, we've evaluated the current contractor on an annual basis and they've done great work for us. And they clearly are, are interested in, 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 uh, in, in doing it again. Um, nevertheless, it's a good time for us to revise our scope of work, to, to solicit interest, to see if there are entities that want to compete um, for the work. So we've set out to develop an RFP. We're going to um, um, uh, measure whether or not there are indeed other entities out there that are viable that can make the, that meet the, quali the, the qualifications and then we'll go through a selection process and to conduct that and if we need to to indeed do that because there are other entities out there uh, I'd like some assistance with the selection process and I'd like for this commission to be represented on that on that ad hoc committee and it truly will be ad hoc there will be a defined beginning and end with one specific task and that would be to administer this RFP process so again we would like for the commission to be represented we do have uh, a subcommittee of the of the commission that's been dormant a couple of years that's the uh, aquatics subcommittee it too is is ad hoc they have not had an assignment in the last couple of years, that will likely pull a representative from that um, from, from that group as well. Um, but again, we need uh, and I, and I think um, Councilperson Barrett is assigned to that committee and hasn't hasn't met with it because again they haven't met for a couple of years. Um, she could represent both of those interests. Although I, I know that that an, uh, uh, another member on that committee represents the Kavanaugh side of the of the house, so to speak, and we'll want that represented as well. So. So, um, simply asking for a, um, a, a commission assignment, commissioner assignment to this, and uh, we'll implement it if we think it's necessary. And at this point, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm thinking that it is. Okay. 
<coughs> yes, could I ask a point of clarification? Um, were you suggesting then that you uh, would want three people, at least one being the person on the Kavanaugh side of that aquatics board, me as the member of the aquatics board, the liaison, and then someone else from the um, commission? It, it, it certainly could be, or, or you could represent each, I think, as, as well. Okay. Well, I'd be happy to do that if, if no one else wants to do it. Um, but I, I don't have any more experience than any of you since, since the commission or the, the <laughs> committee has not never met. So, so I'm happy to do it if, if no one else wants to. Another point of clarification, would this be um, an as-needed one-time meeting or would this be a monthly meeting? No, I think there's, no, the, the, the duration will be about a month, I think. We'll probably involve about three meetings, probably daytime sorts of meetings, probably one to review the document, discuss the, the, uh, the, 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 the information that we're requesting from proposers to assure that that makes sense, discuss the evaluation criteria, a second meeting to review proposals, um, and I suspect that that would be, uh, if there were multiple, we, we can provide those to the committee and they can take them and, and review them. It wouldn't require a meeting, although I think we can probably do that in a meeting as well. And then a third to make the selection, which would include interviews if we decided that we needed to take the interview step. So probably three meetings over the course of about a, a month, perhaps, perhaps two months, but probably a month. Thank you for stepping forward. Is there anybody else who wants to arm wrestle Commissioner Barrett? If, and if, if someone has a high level of interest and wants to do it, we can take two because, again, I think that, you know, that, that's, I need the help and, and um, there's not a problem with that. And do we need a motion? Oh, can I ask a question? What, what month is that that you're going to be doing this? We're, we're discussing the potential to issue uh, toward the end of this month, so the kickoff meeting probably in the next couple of weeks, probably a meeting in December and a meeting the first part of January. Okay. A meeting a month for, for the next three, next two and a half. And do we need a motion, Scott? Is that do you need a vote? Not necessarily. Great, thank you, Commissioner Barrett. Perfect. We'll we'll roll with that. Thanks very much, and we'll certainly keep the the commission updated on on how we're progressing along those those uh, those lines. Great, thank you. The only remaining item under old business is the December meeting schedule. And the, the December meeting is generally a recessed meeting. We, we generally don't meet in December. And the 19th would be that date. And um, Scott, it looks as though we would only have the meeting on the 19th if there was a, an item that needed review. And do you need a motion for? I, w I would like that if, that, if that'd be OK. okay. May, can we have a motion? I'll motion to approve that. I'll motion to cancel the December meeting. <laughs> okay. And is there a second? Thank you. All in favor and opposed? Thank, Thank you. you. We'll notice that and we'll also, of course, notice um, if, if we need to have that meeting and we would certainly survey you all to, to, uh, to define that date. Great. Thanks. Great. The next item on the agenda is commission reports. And S Stephen, would you be willing to start? 
I already mentioned about the youth committee and just it's real fun working with this energized group and um, and my parks look really good and Maggie um, I have to admit that I went to my first meeting for the museum um, association and I was completely overwhelmed with all the business they have to do it <laughs> and I sensed a big sense of history and things upheaval and I tried to just just keep my eyes open and, and try to get a hold of what they're doing and um, I did hear about you know a Halloween uh, cemetery walk and um, the th other things that are mentioned in the in their newsletter um, and and I was I was energized. It was really interesting to find out what we're doing and and or what they're doing. And um, apparently, I have a vote on their board, which was scary. <laughs> I was invited to join a subcommittee, and I said no, thank you, because I don't have any room for that. But um, I'm really looking forward to the future and and really finding out what the museum is doing. It's very exciting. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. And. Well, my report won't be hard to conjure up. I was just in the, the pedestrian and bicycle meeting just minutes before this meeting. Um, and we looked at the, um, we reviewed the Maria Drive Apartments project, uh, just making sure that there's um, clear and um, effective uh, through fares between buildings, making sure there's ample crosswalks, um, and making sure that the entrances and exits to the complex are um, adequate to, to encourage pedestrian activity from the p residents in that facility. Um, and that is very typical of that committee. It's, it's just the most thorough, thoughtful, well-articulated group of people I've, I've ever worked with. Very, very observant and thorough. Um, and uh, yeah, we, and there are a lot of public um, speakers who bring the issues of bike safety and pedestrian safety to the attention of staff. So that's a great committee to be on. Um, and w just one other, I forgot to mention in my social announcements, um, and I think I mentioned it to the commission earlier, our, we've started our daily access to the permaculture design class at the Kavanaugh Center. We've also um, installed a cob bench there at the Kavanaugh Center. So it's a uh, infrastructure made all of natural building materials. And it is just a pleasure to see all the kids that use McNair Park and use the um, community center climbing up on the cob bench and sitting down and taking a moment to enjoy the garden and look around and um, kids just really really kind of flock to that structure and it's so fun to see that level of engagement and involvement um, and the long-term vision of it would actually be a traffic calming strategy where you actually have this um, you know you have more eyes on the street more people around making sure that you know cars are slowing down because that is such a high traffic kid area so um, and ultimately in Portland Oregon we've seen they've seen success of painting the intersection and that also really noticeably calms tra traffic and makes it safer for um, kids and pedestrians using that so that's really exciting thank you no report except that my parks look just fine thank you except that really was a lot of growth with that uh, <laughs> with the, with the Halloween rain it was astonishing how much uh, how much growth that caused so thank you yes um, 
my parks look pretty wonderful also and um, we did a weeding evening for Oak Hill Park. I wonder if you, have you had a chance to go by and take a look? Are you seeing more that needs to be done? Yes, on the, um, it looked great for the most part and so thank you very much. Um, on the pathway or the stairway going up to, towards the Petant Court, on the right hand side where we planted all of the perennials and the shrubs, there's still a large amount of very tall weeds. I think maybe people didn't recognize them as weeds. That's, so yeah. I'm glad to meet with somebody out there to, to just point it out. And Great. To do a little bit of an orientation. That was the discussion at that point in the evening. It was kind of like, I think that we got them all, but those <laughs> guys look pretty tall. and uh, so. Well, they're six foot tall, so like, oh, maybe that's a shrub. <laughs> 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 I think there was some fear that we would be undoing what what you had so lovingly done, Ron. Well, we really do appreciate all the work. It's it's fantastic. Oh, it was so it was such a cool deal because there were probably twenty people who came out and all ages. Um, so it was it's very 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 sweet. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that the uh, public art committee continues to work on re-reviewing the the public art plan. And it's anticipated that that will come to um, <coughs> the commission down the line, one or two months down the line, probably. So, um, oh, and I have my first meeting with the Senior Center Advisory Committee this month. I'm really excited. It's a meeting that's at 8.30 in the morning. These people do not mess around. So, and I remember that Heidi was just so energized by it that I'm very very much looking forward to being a part of that. Okay, building and grounds manager report. Ron. Thank you. Are we on here? Yes, we are. Um, just a few items I'd like to mention um, in this past month. Uh, we had um, several of the playgrounds and in, in, in parks um, top just in the playgrounds. We put the new five bar on top. We have to keep that at, at at least a 12 inch depth. So we generally do that at least once, if not twice a year. So we put out, um, we have a company that comes in and we put in 120 yards of, of uh, the five bar in those parks, which included um, removing the old sand up at um, McNear Landing Park and totally replacing that with fiber. So that was a great accomplishment for that park since we also did the repairs for the, the ground, the rubber ground cover, as you know, a couple of months ago. So that took place. Um, with the um, great help of the water division, um, they, they did most of the work actually. Uh, we were able to reestablish all the pathways out of Denman Reach. We had all of the weeds and, and invasives cut, cut down, and um, just due to a lack of maintenance, the paths had gotten overgrown with, with um, grasses and weeds. So now it's all new gravel all through that park, and it's really nice to walk through and bicycle through. And in fact, I was out there one day, and someone said, hey, I didn't know there was a path here. <laughs> but there always was one since the park was built. <laughs> Uh, so that was a great that was a great thing, and we really appreciate the help from the water division um, doing that with us. Um, we dealt with several really large main uh, irrigation line breaks in both Wiseman and Bond Park. A lot of work uh, digging deep holes and and trying to fix these things. So the uh, staff took a lot of time this last month just repairing those those main lines, and we're also replaced um, a climbing net structure at Southgate Park playground. Um, this past month. And that's about it for extraordinary activities. 
Any other, any questions or comments from commissioners? I, I have a question for you. I, I was aware that there was some major vandalism at the Pitalum Arts Center and the Visitor Center, and I'm wondering, <coughs> and I know that your staff, I think it was your staff who came in really quickly and removed what could have been a dangerous, dangerous yeah, item. Yeah. Some vandals came in, this was about three, three and a half weeks ago or so. Someone came in and knocked over all ten of the giant egg-shaped planters that lined that that walkway in front of the visitor center and the art center, um, and so we, uh, we then there was immediately actually it was a it was a holiday weekend, so it would stay that way for a couple days, and that following day um, staff was out there and there were volunteers out there wanting to work and get dirty and just get the stuff taken care of, um, so uh, uh, we got all that removed, and um, uh, I had planned on perhaps putting trees in those instead of replacing planters at great cost of um, cutting out squares and putting trees in, 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 in the sidewalks since there's irriga irrigation lines in each of those locations. Uh, um, it turns out that I, I ha ended up meeting with the smart folks um, and they're, with their future development, and they will have trees there in the future, quite a few trees, um, they were not interested in us planting trees at this time because they would just have to remove them four years down the line from now. So um, uh, I have an agreement with them that we can still cut out the squares and put in some perennial color. Um, so uh, November 17th, we have two volunteer groups. One is um, Pacific Coast Cutters, they're a local company. They're gonna actually come out and do the saw cutting. And then another group of folks are gonna remove the concrete. And then that following week, uh, park staff will come in, modify the irrigation, and put the plants in place. So that will be the interim kind of fix for, for the situation. And at very low cost, and we're really, really appreciative of these folks that just, they wanted to just take care of it immediately and replant, and um, they're a great bunch of, bunch of folks. So thank you to them all. So. And thank you for that report. I, I know also, interestingly enough, there was a call that went out through Occupy Petaluma to assist, and it's, it's just one more example of the ways in which people step forward in, in times of need. Yeah, it's my understanding that, again, Alan Allen was uh, part of that yes, he was. rush to John, uh, to John Bechtel, really Alan Allen, and um, several other folks. So and it, yeah, they it's just, just like, great They were that. there. They wanted to <laughs> run the bulldozer, you know, so <laughs> they were, it was great. Yeah, thank you. Has there been any progress in, in identifying who the perpetrators were? I, I haven't heard. Yeah, he has, the only thing I know that uh, was that there were a couple of other acts of vandalism that night and those and, and those folks were apprehended and there was a great deal of suspicion that they were responsible for the whole corridor of mm. destruction there and, and I and I haven't heard the the result of that so I think there's a good chance that that that, that case was solved thank you anyone else have questions or comments for Ron director's report I'll just um, briefly discuss a couple of things that a couple of things that Ron didn't mention. We continue to be the sort of the benefactor of his new assignment for for buildings and facilities maintenance, um, and and 
how that manifests itself is that he's led a contract for uh, some section of roof to be replaced at the community center, which is it's just a huge need. The, of course, the huge need is to have the whole thing done, uh, but he's he's run has figured out a way to phase some of those the the the, the worst of the worst sections in um, sooner rather than later. So that's just that's huge progress for us. Uh, and as well, we intend to um, and I think maybe I've mentioned this to close the Kavanaugh pool for the month of December while. Uh, um, while we resurface that bottom that I think you all were able to observe when we got out on the park tour. So that's really good news. Our Friends of Kavanaugh group that, that uses that facility so much in the off-season is entirely supportive of the project and have stuck with us. And we've, um, by the way, made all of the plans necessary to, to extend that season throughout this winter. So um, so that will continue, but we'll have a, a new surface on the bottom of that pool. So that's, that's really exciting. We'll have a couple of more agreements coming your way. I don't um, know the timing for sure yet. One will be likely be similar to what you saw tonight in terms of the, the Paula Lane agreement, and, and that would be with Friends of the River around a lot of the work that they're planning to do and have done around the McNear Peninsula and Livery Stable, uh, or the David Yearsley River Heritage Center. Uh, and then secondly, the museum uh, board has been working on an update of a very old agreement between the Museum Association and the City of Petaluma. And um, we've exchanged uh, a couple of drafts on that, and I think the uh, the Museum Association, I think, is going to take that up. Um, if they're meeting this month or next month, I've, I've sort of lost track. So those will be two more coming forward that um, uh, that you'll get a chance to review and, and support. That's it. Thanks. Madam Chair? Yes. Um, Scott, could you also tell us about the um, status of the Art uh, Council or the Art Center's um, public art? Ordinance and master plan. I, you know, I'm 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 going to lean on on Margie a little bit here because I haven't been uh, highly engaged. I know that I know they met with city staff. I think last week mm -hmm. to sort of review status and talk about some of the uh, some of the finer points. And, and maybe you can help me here, Mar Margie. Yes, I haven't spoken with folks since that meeting with city staff, but I do know that there were there were some areas, pretty substantial areas of. Um, changes, ch substantial changes that were needed in the document. So those had come through um, the month before. Uh, the committee members were reviewing that and, and then be sitting down with city staff. Yeah. Is there anything more specific? So, so I, I don't know that, I, I can't give you the timing, but I know that it's, I, I know that that was a recent meeting and there seemed to be some agreement around how those changes would be made and what they might look like, so. Thank you. So that's the last uh, item on our agenda. And uh, there being no further business, may I have a motion for adjournment? Thank you. And a second. Second. All in favor? And opposed? Thank you. We are adjourned. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.